Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hello, I'm Gail. And I'm Catherine, and we are the active voice of Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. We're delighted to welcome you to today's episode. Each week, we showcase vital women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s who continue to shatter the myths that we become invisible as we age. The 30-minute conversation with our guest focuses on several themes that we've agreed upon in advance. So today, we are very happy to welcome to Women Over 70, Nancy Reed, age 71. Well, thank you, Gail, and thank you, Catherine. (laughs) <laughs> You're very welcome. Nancy is a longtime friend and collaborator. She grew up in Detroit and has lived in Chicago for over 30 years. We first met many years ago at a business networking event. In, a, in fact, four of us from that night started a friendship circle that has lasted all these years. Nancy's career began in the marketing communications field, and she worked as a television and corporate communications producer for some of the most prestigious video production, and post-production facilities in Chicago. As a business development specialist, she has represented companies in various industries, such as children's book publishing, diversity and inclusion, creative services, executive business coaching, and medical devices. Nancy was the 2018 president of Women in Bio Chicago chapter and is currently the chair for their mentoring program. Before Women in Bio, Nancy served on the founding board of the Chicago Healthcare Businesswomen's Association, and again from 2012 to 2016. Life has not always gone smoothly for Nancy. Married and divorced, she was later engaged to a man who died by suicide. Experiences like this change you, and we will talk more in depth with her on this subject, as well as her never-ending ability to find her way and create a meaningful life. Nancy, welcome again to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) You're very welcome. You've had a truly varied career, and uh, your work in video production began long before recording videos was something anyone with an iPhone could do. So let's start there. Tell us how you got started and why you became a business development specialist. So it's post-college. I'm living uh, in uh, Ann Arbor, and I was working at a um, private country club. And one of the members who I'd gotten, I knew him and his wife and their kids and had gotten to know them, and he was going to a television conference with his colleagues in Miami, and they were looking for um, greeters at the suite. And so it was the National Association of Television Producer Executives. It's an annual conference. Television executives from all over the country get together. And, and it's usually these past few years, for a number of years, it's been in Las Vegas, but they needed greeters. And so he asked me, would I like to uh, be a greeter and could I recommend somebody else? And so I recommended a longtime girlfriend. We were both hired. Um, to come to Miami and greet the television executives at their suite. And the, um, the, the man, the the person that was in charge of this particular um, 
sweet. Um, he is, came up to me after three days of the conference and said, you know, you're a natural salesperson. I was wondering if I could be your mentor. And I was just like, what? And that totally changed my life. He introduced me, you know, into the television community. And then he eventually went from being mentor to sponsor and recommended me for a job in Chicago at a production, post-production uh, company that still exists today called Optimus. And that's how I, you know, ended up in the, working in the, the video and uh, at the time film industry. <laughs> where, where do you think this, this ability to be so sales oriented came from? That's how I know you. And it, it's just amazing to me that it's a field that you have found that is really your gift. Well, you know, I actually have referred back to this many times over the year. I was in theater in high school and college, and I always say theater was a great way <laughs> to start learning how to present to an audience. And that's what you do when you're a salesperson, right? <laughs> you have to put yourself out there and talk about, you know, the benefits of, of you know, what your service or product might be. And I, like I said, I think being in the theater department really helped me to build my confidence in that area. <laughs> and and you have just stayed with it, right? All these years. Yeah, I have. <laughs> so Nancy, the, um, you've been involved in everything from children's book publishing to diversity and inclusion to coach business coaching. Um, tell us a little bit about the first two, about your your involvement in children's publishing, children's books, and then diversity and inclusion. So the children's book publishing company actually is also connected to my video experience. A longtime client of mine um, that worked with me at two different facilities, um, you know, we do video shooting and graphics and editorial for him. He is a, was also a, a very strong writer. And so he decided that he really wanted to start uh, writing children's books. So he approached me and asked me if I would help manage the children's book publishing company. And I said, I don't know anything about children's book publishing companies. He said, yeah, but you know how to run a business. And that's what I need. Somebody that understands how to focus on the business and then, you know, and sell product. And so I said, okay. And that's how it started. <laughs> What, what about the diversity and inclusion? You know, then I became known as somebody that could help uh, small to mid-sized companies with their business development, that they didn't necessarily have to bring me on full time, but that I could help them in that area. And so someone I know recommended me to a company called the Kaleidoscope Group, and they're a, a diversity and inclusion consulting firm. And so that's what I did uh, for them for about two and a half years. And has every job come your way the same way? Recommendations. That's right. Every job I've you know had in the business development area has come by somebody recommending me. And again, I, I attribute that to my network. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm I love to network and I love to get involved in you know different uh, women's professional groups. And so I think so when I'm looking for new clients, I'll just put the word out there and then then the recommendations start to come in. <laughs> tell, tell us more about Women in Bio. What, what kind of an organization is it, and why did you get interested in it? So um, 
So I'm going to back up. So it was the Healthcare Business Women's Association that I first got involved with. And I was working for an agency that did a lot of work with the big pharmaceutical companies. And I just found it fascinating to, you know, to, to work with a big organization to help them market and take, you know, these important uh, pharmaceutical drugs to market. I mean, they, you don't understand, a lot of people don't understand the complications that go behind that. I mean, there's all types of FDA regulations, and then you have to go through clinical trials, and it's this whole journey can take years. And I just found it fascinating. And then that led me to the Healthcare Business Women's Association, which is a, a professional women's organization that helps women that are working in healthcare, a lot of big pharma, to help build their professional careers to help move them to the next level. And that's when I, um, that's when I became a mentor was for the HBA. And while I was um, a member of the HBA, I met uh, the, the president of the Chicago chapter of women in bio, and she introduced me to that group and their uh, bio um, um, biotech and life sciences uh, women. And again, it's to help them advance their careers, to build their network, to just get industry updates. And I just really, I love science. So <laughs> I just really uh, gravitated, uh, you know, back in the early 2000s when I started working at that, um, that agency that pretty much all they did was work with um, Big Pharma. And that's how that all started and just fell in love with it. And, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Still involved. Yep. <laughs> so that's, Nancy, I think you've been uh, mentored. And then I, I know that you are also in, you are um, involved in the chairing the mentoring program for women in bio. And I'm, I'm just curious, over the last several decades, have you, have you noticed any changes in what uh, women need are looking for in being in business and, and are there particular issues uh, that persist for them? You know, that's a really good question, Catherine. Thank you for bringing that up. I have to tell you from my own personal experiences that, you know, date back decades that sad to say a lot of the issues still exist today. <laughs> um, women are still looking for ways to, you know, be considered for bigger roles within an organization. I, th I feel like there's still the the wage issues that mm -hmm. aren't quite, um, you know, equal. And then again, it just gets back to women understanding how to navigate the business world and also how to really put a network together. And, and really put themselves out there in a networking situation. So a lot of the issues have remained the same, like I said, unfortunately, um, but clearly progress, there's no doubt, clearly progress has been made. Well, I was wondering because, you know, over, it's, it's always been the case that women have had to accommodate the business world. And I'm wondering if you see glimpses of hope, of change in businesses, companies uh, starting to accommodate women more. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the other thing that I'm seeing a lot more, the entrepreneurial side of women. Mm -hmm. Women are not afraid to, you know, step out there and think about starting a business, maybe collaborating, you know, with, with a business partner. And I think that's a lot more, um, you know, in the, um, 
the business environment these days that especially in um, the women in bio, there's a lot of women entrepreneurs. It's very exciting to see the companies that they're growing and, and uh, creating. As long as we're on that topic, do you see how funding has changed for women? Well, luckily, there are women uh, angel funders <laughs> that are now a big part of the, the um, uh, funding communities. So it was for years, it was only men. And, you know, men would, would help men. They weren't so interested in getting behind women, but that clearly has changed now. In fact, I go back to Women in Bio. We do a startup challenge every September, and it's, it's for women entrepreneurs to come in and pitch their, their uh, business idea. And they get, they get a, you know, a check at the end of, you know, the winner does. And it's uh, funded by Horizon Pharmaceuticals. And um, they have a lot of women executives. So they understand how they need to support the, you know, the entrepreneurial community, um, uh, you know, especially for women. Mm -hmm. So why are more women going at the entrepreneurial route? Well, I think in general, there's more entrepreneurs, uh, you know, men and women. I think, you know, I, I don't know the exact statistic, but it's it's really high that in especially in this country, how many entrepreneurial uh, companies there are. And I think we've seen that now with the local, you know, with the current um, pandemic situation, there's a lot of comp companies that are in jeopardy because they are entrepreneurs and they don't get the the big funding like some of the big corporations. So it's it's just I think a trend that that's appealing to people. I mean, there's a lot of flexibility when you're an entrepreneur, right? But of course there's a lot of risk too. So sure you can work at four in the morning if you want to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> and stop at three if, if your schedule allows. So it just you know it just uh, depends. Right? Well, for sure, there are. Uh, there's something like 51 percent of all uh, owned of all entrepreneurial businesses are owned by women. And there you go. That's a lot. <laughs> I think it's it's uh, it's somewhere around 36 percent that are all entrepreneurial businesses now in the whole business community, and that's growing every day. Exactly. I think after this pandemic, we're going to see a lot more people going into business for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how my father went into business years ago. Yeah. How was that? He was uh, laid off from Ford Motor Company, he and his brother. And so they said, hey, let's start our own business. And they did. And my dad ran that business for 30 years. <laughs> was it in the automotive field? Uh, no, actually, um, my dad had a very mechanical mind, and so he and so did his brother. So they found a gas station, a Sunoco gas station that was for sale in Detroit, and they said they made a deal with the uh, the, the person who was selling it. He, he happened to be retiring. If you teach us, you know how to um, be mechanics, we'll buy your gas station. And he said he said deal, and he did. And like I said, my dad ran that gas station for thirty years. <laughs> So did you learn how to pump gas? Uh, no, my dad, you know, my dad was old school, right? My two brothers, they had to go work there every summer. But my dad said, the gas station's no place for a girl. Now, this goes back a few years, right? <laughs> well, Nancy, you've had a very, very much varied career. 
and uh, and you've also had some personal experiences that have been unusual shall we say and certainly have tested your resilience and all and and as I know you you are a very positive resilient person and so I'm just wondering how these experiences have have how you have managed to maintain that point of view through the various experiences you've had yeah um, uh, as you know I, I lost my fiance um, six and a half years ago to suicide and that just tested every ounce of strength that you can imagine mm. I mean no one no one expects you know someone that is so close to them to end their life and it's just devastating and and so but then you have to figure out okay how do I move forward how do I heal from this and so um, about a month after Dylan died, I realized that I'd never experienced anything like this and that I sought professional help. So I found a, um, a, um, therapist and she recommended that I go to a uh, survivor's support group. And it was, that was the best thing that, that could have ever happened that I, entered this group. It's led by Catholic charities, but it's non-denominational because I said to my therapist, I don't know, you know, Catholic uh, charities. And she said, no, no, it's non-denominational. And it truly, truly is. And it's led by an incredible uh, Catholic priest by the name of Father Ruby. And he's been working in this space for 35 years. And he, he just changes your, the way you think about it or how you accept it and he just walks you through all the stages of grief and it was just uh like it saved my life to be in that support group to tell you the truth um and i'm still friends with um uh three of the women that i met in the group and we all had different circumstances but we all you know have remained friends um through the years and and, and that's been really helpful too to, to have that kind of support. And I have a great circle of friends, including you, Gail. You've been so incredibly supportive. And, and the you know the other women that you mentioned earlier in, in our group that we've been friends for all all these years. You know, my friends got me through it. My family got me through it. You know, my my colleagues that are my, you know became my friends got me through it, and still do. Quite honestly. <laughs> And and um, when you say still do, is I can't imagine that it that this ever really goes away. The loss that you feel from this never, mm -hmm. never. Y yes, is is it? I don't even want to use the word better, but is it easier? Yes and no. You know, there's always triggers, so you have to be wary of those. Um, but um, you know, it's just. We have to uh, we have to move forward. <laughs> what choice do we have, right? Right. <laughs> yes, for sure. In, in, when uh, Gail introduced you, she said that uh, there were four of you who started a friendship circle that's lasted all these years, and then you just mentioned um, be, becoming friends with three of the w women who were in the support group. And I'm just, how do you what what is the role that women friendships play in your life, and how you see that playing out in other women with other women? Well, you know, women who support each other. I mean, it's it's just 
like genuine love and affection. You know, we just, we're not judgmental. We, you know, we listen to each other. If somebody, you know, is having an issue, we talk through it together. It's just, uh, it's a sisterhood. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think too that, that when you have that kind of a sisterhood, you are, you celebrate with each other all the good things with not an iota of jealousy. And, and you just, you feel for each other as though it was happening to you. I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I think, I personally think that the, the sisterhood we have and, uh, and friendships in general, good friends, you can't, as a woman, I don't think you can go through life without, without them. You can't. You can't. I, I don't know what I would do without my my, my girlfriends <laughs> and my men friends too, for that matter. <laughs> and and would you say, as long as we're on this topic, would you say that that um, it doesn't matter if you're married or you're not married, that friendships play an equal role, or is there a difference when you're on your own? When I was married, you know, I had really good girlfriends, you know, so yeah, it's different. Um, but, you know, I would do things with my girlfriends too. And when I was with Dylan, I would do things with my girlfriends too. So, you know, I don't think, I don't, well, for starters, that would never, I would never allow that to get in the way, right? <laughs> I wouldn't be with a person that, that didn't like me to be with my girlfriends or my men friends, you know? Um, because I have men friends that, you know, it's strictly platonic, but, uh, you know, we like to do things together and, you know, so, and it's always been that way for me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. So are you thinking, I mean, you're only 71. Oh, I, I like that. Only 71. <laughs> are you thinking about aging and, and the decades to come? What, how are you thinking about your future? Well, you know, I, so, of course I do, but not like, you know, it's going to end uh, next week or whatever. I mean, I still love to work. I can't imagine not working. I just, that's uh, <laughs> my, my, my thing that I enjoy so much and interacting with people and learning new things. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it keeps you going. It's just, um, I don't know, my passion. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and and it, however, I know that you have other interests as well. So, what besides work are you interested in? Well, I love to cook and entertain, and uh, so during this stay-at-home time, that hasn't changed one bit. In fact, I have just been experimenting with all types of new recipes just to mm. to try different things, and it's it's like it's my entertainment to tell you the truth. <laughs> and, and, and I love movies, so I've been, uh, you know, tuning into a lot of the movies that I've been trying to catch up on and, um, you know, binge watching, right, <laughs> TV. <laughs> I just finished Mrs. America last night. I highly recommend it. Ah, okay. <laughs> my, my daughter and I are in the process of watching that together, so it's, it's wonderful. Oh, yeah, very nice. That's a great idea. <gasps> well... This this has just been great, Nancy. It's um, 
Is there anything that you would like to tell our listeners that that uh, you think from all your years of experience and, and the life that you've lived, from your wisdom, your hard-earned wisdom, is there anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Any thoughts you have? Be a mentor. My mentor helped me in so many different ways. And then I, I, and I have been a mentor in the past. And that's in one of my goals when I became the president of Women in Bio, the Chicago chapter, was I wanted to launch a formal mentoring program for the Chicago chapter. This is the third year. And I'm telling you, I am so excited about the mentors and the mentees that we have for this year. And so, so is the, the whole team. We're all just like, wow, this is great. Took us three years to get there, but man, it was worth it. So be a mentor, support somebody, be a sponsor. And, and most of all, be a kind uh, friend and uh, a good listener and don't be judging. Don't be judgmental. <laughs> That's great. Nancy, could you, um, Tell us about the difference between being a mentor and being a sponsor. So a mentor, you know, when my mentor said, hey, I see some great talent here. Can I help you, um, you know, navigate that that road to being a really good business development person? And I said, sure. And he did. He taught me how to sell, plain and simple. And then, then he, when he became my sponsor, that's when he recommended me for a job that brought me to Chicago and that launched my career in Chicago. And then, so, so he went from like teaching me to recommending me and the sponsor then will be your ally. He will make introductions for you or she, they will, um, you know, make, you know, certain, um, recommendations to people and mm -hmm. in, in references and things of that nature. So mentor kind of will guide you along the way and the sponsor will make the proper introductions um, to move mm -hmm. your career forward. Great. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I was wondering also about the, it used to be when people stayed in one with one company or one job for a really long time and they might've had one mentor. I'm wondering now, are, are uh, women in particular finding that they that they need, need and and have multiple mentors for different for different uh, purposes, or are they still kind of sticking with one main person? I think men are definitely and women are open to you know working with multiple people. And here's the other thing about that: if you see somebody that you want to be your mentor, approach them. Mm -hmm. Ask them if they would be your mentor. Now, you also have to be prepared if they say no, you know, based on their, you know, business schedule or personal schedule. So you can't take it personally. They will either, you know, hopefully they will say yes. But if they don't, then just keep thinking, all right, who else can I look to to be, you know, my next mentor? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's very important for everyone in business to have a mentor. That's why these mentoring programs are, are becoming just so important. Well, this has really been a delightful conversation. We, we so appreciate your taking the time to talk with us. And we hope you'll become a part of our community, an active part of our, our Women Over 70 community. Well, thank you again, Gail and Catherine. It's a pleasure to, to talk with you and uh, share some of my, uh, you know, professional and personal experiences. So a pleasure. Thank you, Nancy. And listeners, we want to hear from you. 
Please share your thoughts in our Facebook group at Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined. Become an active participant in our community and join us at our Zoom events. Access our weekly Wednesday podcasts. And if you know a vital woman over 70 who would be a great guest, please recommend her to us at womenover70.com. We'll see you next Wednesday on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myth that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.